When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Slaying Your Lane, the podcast. My name is Elizabeth Uvebenene. And last week, Yomi and I sat down with Obi Soko to discuss his new book, You Are Dope, which is out next week. We also discuss what else he's been up to, his views on social media and fame, and taking time for yourself. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Slay In Your Lane, the podcast. My name's Yomi Degoke. And I'm Elizabeth Yvabanene. And today is a bit of a milestone for us. We are welcoming our very first ever guest. And yep. yeah, <laughs> and I think... Um, <laughs> To be honest, we for our first guest, it has to be someone very, very special. And I think that everybody will agree that we have truly... <laughs> if you could see his face right now, like he's acting like what, what we're saying isn't correct. But, uh, you know, we had, to, we had to really do it for you guys, especially because we know we have a lot of female listeners. <laughs> so <laughs> we came with the goods and guys... We are joined with the one, the only, Ooh. Obi. Oh. Like Obi. Oh, you talk me up way too much. What's going on? Jeez, Louise. Oh, that wasn't the first time. Come no, on. no, no. I appreciate it. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me, first and foremost. No, thanks um, for being our first guest. I'm honoured. I'm honoured. I'm honoured. And I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming, Ovi. And um, Elizabeth, I'm sure you'll remember that during, I mean, we're Love Island stands, and during your tenure, we were very, very much Team Ovi, like the rest of the country was. Um, so for the, those of you who were like sort of hiding under a rock for the past, let's say like however many years. Um, so Ovi is a professional basketball player who started his career at college, playing for the University of Alabama before going pro in 2014. And he captured the hearts of millions during his appearance on Love Island in 2019. Um, he reached the final and saw his social following rocket and people fell in love with the boy from North London and his old school charm. He shot to fame with his catchphrase message, <laughs> known for his words of wisdom and positive outlook throughout his time in the villa. And now he has written an excellent book, which we're going to talk a little bit more about. Um, but before we get to that, how are you doing today, Ovi? How has lockdown, gosh, post-lockdown life been treating you? Yeah, I'm wonderful. I am wonderful. I'm good. Um, at the moment, I'm in France. The sun is shining. The sun is amazing. It's a wonderful day. We're here. I'm kicking. I'm healthy. Do you feel me? Mm -hmm. You guys yes. are here. You guys seem to be happy. It's all smiles. 
So I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I really can't complain about anything. There's lots of teeth on this Zoom. Do you know um, what I'm video. saying? Just like, lots of good, good teeth. <laughs> lots of teeth, lots of clear skin, lots of good vibes. Lots of Nigerian vibes. Everyone yes. You know, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, honestly. A lot of Nigerian excellence on the, on the yeah. airways today. Believe it. it. Believe <laughs> it. I'm claiming that one. <laughs> so, Ovi, you strike us. I think, Elizabeth, can you agree with me that like what we, what we got on, I mean, I know we're on a screen right now, but what you got on the TV screen, what we saw, a humble, very yeah. cool dude. I feel like that's the vibe we're getting right now, right? Yeah. Really down to earth, cool person. Yeah. I feel like I've, I've known you all my life. Like it doesn't <laughs> feel like the first time we've ever spoken. I feel like we've spoken plenty of times. <laughs> No, I'm, trying to make, well, a... I'm trying to make this interview I'm trying to make this serious but I just can't every time I just laugh I'm just laughing but no <laughs> it's surreal <laughs> no it's surreal. Why, why should it be serious do you know what I mean like, life should be about smiles and fun and learning meeting people embracing do you know what I mean experiences this is an experience it's good man we should enjoy it yeah absolutely I think you're one of those people that just has like really positive vibes without it being like forced and I think that's what people while watching love island it it you're there for you know the drama and the messiness and like everybody just i guess like you know where's your head at type of conversations but i think you brought a real like difference and real di like different point of view with love island and um did before love island were you i don't want to talk about love island like the whole thing but yeah. were you like is this the ov that we've always like you've always been like have you always just been like cool calm collected just like positive i mean well to be to be honest um you know i went through a teenage phase when i was in my late teens early 20s i probably wasn't the same um guy but you know life experience having been privileged enough to to move around live in a couple of different environments and different cultures and and learning a bit more about the world um outside of the sort of uh outside of London, it, it's taught me a lot. You know what I mean? It's taught me a lot. It's put a lot of things into perspective. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I've grown to become the person that everyone saw. And mm. now, you know, I'm, I'm continuously growing, just trying to um, navigate my way through life like everyone else. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And obviously, as Elizabeth mentioned, like, you know, you are a super positive person. You seem like a very sort of grounded person. How easy has it been to essentially remain humble through all of the hype? I mean, there's been a national OV day. There's been a lot of love. <laughs> and that you still was... seem very down to earth. So is that something that you're actively trying to, like, do you have to sometimes sit there and be like, okay, don't get too gassed? How do you sort of mm. keep yourself level-headed? I mean, uh, I, I think my sports background kind of helps me a lot with, with that side of things um, because... You know, in sports, just the nature of it is you, you have a good game and the whole world will love you and then you play badly and, you know, everyone will hate you all of a sudden. So it's, it's just to remain the same. You know what I mean? As a saying, never be too high, never be too low. Just just remain um, dead in the middle, you know. So I, I, I appreciate the nice things that people say and, and it's wonderful, of course, but you, you can't read into it or you can't... Um, take take it on too much because that's just as bad for your health as taking on negative things that are said about you and 
you know, you shouldn't believe any of them. You need to believe what you believe about yourself, first and foremost. So, uh, yeah, I, th I think that's just the most mm. important thing with all of that. Well, did your upbringing, like, play a role? Obviously, I assume it had, but how did it play a role in kind of, I guess, you as the man today? Uh, my dad's a cool cat. My mum humbled me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, my upbringing definitely play, played a, a big role. You know, it, it played a huge role. Uh, I come, if, if you're a Nigerian, you know um, the, the sort of upbringing. It was strict, raised in the church, that whole deal. Mm. Um, but I think my, my road and my journey has been pretty unique in that I left, I left home when I was 16. Do you know what I mean? Which is something that's probably not so common in Nigerian households, especially to go and play sports. Yeah. Um, like sports, especially uh, when I was like, now, you know, I think the Nigerian culture is becoming more accepting of um, different talents outside of being a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, sort of those things that are rated highly in that society. Now they appreciate musicians and um, different arts, if you want to call it. But um, I think my journey, having left, I was able to take what I liked from my upbringing and carry that with me. You know, things like respect, things like respecting your elders, respecting people around you, mm. um, certain other traits and qualities that I took from the Nigerian culture, I've taken it. And then some stuff that I haven't agreed with, I've left that. And then when I went to the States, there's things that I liked about their culture and I've taken. And then things I didn't agree with, I left. And that's just sort of how I've continued to kind of grow and um, really just take on what agrees with who I am. And that's how I feel like I've been able to grow as a person on this life journey so far. Mm, I love that pick and mix approach to, you know, beliefs and stuff. It yeah. is. I, I touch on that in the book, funny enough, um, I speak about culture, you know, because I think uh, we can all fall into a culture trap um, mm. and it can really, really limit us. You know, if you feel like you're not able to think a certain way because of your culture or because of um, the, the neighbourhood you grew up in or like you're, you're just limiting the person you are. Um, mm. Fine, it's cool to have grown up and there's things that you must embrace about your culture that is a part of your identity. But we must never forget in that and get carried away to the point of we're forgetting that we're an individual. No one mm. that's come through your culture is you and no one will be you after you. And you need to remember that. So there are naturally things that will not agree with you that maybe you were taught during your upbringing. And that is fine. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I feel like a lot of people feel pressure to stick to, oh, but I was raised this way, so this was must... Well, no, because the people who raised you, I'm sorry to say, they are not you. Do you know what mm. I mean? So how can everything align with you? No, that's just not... God didn't create us that way. He didn't create a whole bunch of clones. If, if that's the way it was supposed to be, we would all be the same, period. Every woman will look the same, move the same, act the same. Every man will look the same, move the same, act the same. But we're not. We're all different for a reason. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, man. Elizabeth, we've just gone to church. We've been taken to church with that come yeah. through OB with that sermon. <laughs> <laughs> Motivational speaker. My morning <laughs> voice note. <laughs> honestly, I was like... <laughs> Girl, that really, like, honestly, uh, I need that transcribed and put on an Instagram post. Honestly, uh, those are bars. Those are real bars, for real. It's true. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah. It just seems yeah. like you. No, sorry, go on, No, I was just saying that just be, listening to you and just being transformed, like, you know, transported to another like, world, just the way you were like just articulating yourself. It's you, you, you just know yourself. And I think that that's some t- t- sometimes quite tough for a lot of young people. Um, and it just sounds like you've been on a journey. Have there ever been challenges along the way where you've just like, I guess, stumbled um, pre, you know, pre, you know, the fame of Love Island, but even now, like, do you ever encounter those moments where you do get kind of like, you know, maybe a crisis in confidence or crisis in, you know, identity at all? Um, I'm continuously growing. I'm continuously learning more about myself. I'm continuously stumbling. You know what I mean? That's, that's just, uh, that's the nature of life. That's the nature of humans. That's how we grow. You know what I mean? Like, but one of the misconceptions is that we're not supposed to stumble. We're not supposed, especially when we become adults, like failure or not even failure, but just slipping up or whatever along the journey is seen as a bad thing. Well, that's how we learn how to walk. We learn how to walk by trying to get on our feet, probably banging our heads a couple of times, taking a couple of bumps and bruises. But you learn your way of walking and eventually you get up on your feet and you keep moving. Um, I would say, you know, growing up, I've been through phases of heavy toxic toxic masculinity, you know, especially in them, I would say between 13, 14, up up until, you know, around 20, 21, 22, like college days. Like I I, I dealt with a lot of that stuff. Um, And a lot of that just came from trying to fit in. And I figured out and I experienced so many times where me trying to fit in didn't have the desired outcome. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, I, I touch on that uh, in the book because I think it's a big deal for, for men to understand what it means to believe in yourself and, and be unique and be uh, confident in who you are and that you bring something different to the table, but you bring more than enough to the table. There's more mm. than enough to go around and no one else that's sitting at the table has what you have. No one, no one. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, but too much of the time, I think all of us ladies, they try and fit in to, to certain images, to certain uh, society standards. And I feel like, ladies, you're selling yourself short because you're not understanding quite the gift that is you. Do you know what I mean? You're not understanding how much of a gift and, and, and the world is missing out on something unique and different by you trying to fit in and subscribe to the this wider um, you know, what I call herd uh, sort of mentality. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We all do it. We're mm. all guilty of it. I feel like, um, you know, a massive theme of your book, a massive theme of your time in Love Island has definitely been doing you. And obviously when you are doing you, like, I think with how it came across in terms of like Love Island and how well you were received, I mean, everybody was backing you. Everybody has been backing you. But then that can come with its own type of pressure. When you're doing yourself, and everyone's like, oh my God, this is amazing. If you do something that then I suppose deviates from an idea that people have of you, it can mean that people then turn nasty quick. Yeah. I was just interested in, again, like just speaking to Elizabeth's point, like how do you kind of cope with that? Because obviously it seems like you are very self-assured and you know yourself very well, but it must still be difficult. To, it must be like a kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, like constant pressure in terms of like having this standard that was set of you on this, TV show yeah. that then you know if you were to ever misstep if you were to ever say something that people perceived as a misstep you then are like responsible and having to like do you know what I mean um make sure that people still see you in a particular way do you ever feel that pressure 
Well, I think that's something that I, I would say I probably felt it quite a bit when I first came out because it was a shock. Like I, I, I went in, I never expected uh, for people to take to me the, the way they did. Um, and, you know, it was great. But when I first came out, I was like, whoa, like I didn't get it. I was like, what's all this about? You know, I've, I've just gone in. Um, I've, I've pretty much had a holiday kind of paid for, but I've enjoyed an experience. I've enjoyed an experience. And now there's all of this hoopla going on and, and I just didn't really get it. But um, after, you know, I took some time to sort of just calm down. It's just one of those things that you, you understand. Um, some people will like you all the time. Some people will dislike you. For as many people that uh, took a liking to me, I'm sure there are people who didn't like me. Like, and, and that's fine. But it will always be like that, you know. But I think maybe I experienced that on a large scale in that setting but I think we all deal with that everybody deals with that sort of pressure of wanting to please your family not wanting to um, mess up as far as uh, making your friends sort of think you're a bit weird and the thing is when you step outside of the box and you take a leap of faith by doing and following your own intuition there will always be people who are going to point fingers and say this or that or say one thing or another. And a lot of the time, you know, it will come from your friends. It will come from people who are close to you. And, and they might even just say it as passing comments like, oh, that's silly. Or, oh, like, what are you doing? Like a silly little joke. Oh, no, that's stupid. Um, but those things hurt. Do you know what I'm saying? Those things have, have big effects. But you just always need to realise that's because they're speaking from the safety of the herd. Do you know what I mean? At first, mm -hmm. they'll point... First, they'll make jokes, but then afterwards, once they see you start to elevate in your own path or whatever it is you're deciding to do, they'll then embrace you. Do you know what I mean? But that's a pressure that's always going to be there. So it's not always easy following your own path or, or doing what you feel is right. But the rewards at the end of the road are always very, very worth it. You always feel more fulfilled. Do you know what I mean? And it's always great for people to embrace you for following your own path than it is for following uh, everyone else. Do you feel me? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, what are you doing in France at the moment? Basketball. Hey. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back <laughs> to business. I feel like the last year has been great and, and you know, I've, I've taken so many lessons and experiences from the last year. Wonderful. And there'll be things I'll carry with me and move forward in. And there's some parts of the whole uh, hoopla that I'll probably just leave behind. Not mm. really for me. Um, but yeah, back to doing what I do, back to traveling a bit, playing a bit of ball. Um, yeah, it's nice. Was that a hard decision? Because Not really. you probably have lots of opportunities, lots of options, and people do it. People like pulling you in different directions. Um, how it's quite, I don't know. I, I find it quite brave. You say, no, I'm going to go back to doing, you know, basketball, My, I guess, you know, something that you love. It would probably be easier just to kind of go with the wind for another couple of years and then reassess things. Like, was that quite a difficult decision or not? Uh, I mean... At first, first, it was like a decision I was weighing up. I was like, okay, do I, what do I really want to do this next year? Um, do I want to go back to playing basketball or, or is, this, is this completely for me? I think the journey of the last year, there's so many opportunities that are presented to you 
it's like okay it's very easy to say okay yeah just take everything on mm. but I'm very conscious of doing things that I truly believe in and things that I'm passionate about and things that you know I feel like there's a future in or some sort of longevity in. I'm very much so about that so as much as there was many things that I loved doing there wasn't anything that grasped me to the point that I was like okay no I I really want to throw myself completely into that do you know what I mean so I was like you know let me just continue to do what I love you know basketball is something I can completely just throw myself at 100% and I'll continue to improve in other areas and maybe later on down the line there'll be something else that or another door that's been opened that I would like to go down do you feel me but for now um it's the right decision for me you know um and 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 it feels right it feels right and in terms of as you said you only really put your energy into things that you truly believe in and that you're fully about so when it came to you writing your book you said again as you sort of mentioned that you know it's about you sort of really caring about what you put into it and I think you know there can be a sort of pressure to just do and to be like Mm. okay here's this opportunity here's this you know why don't you write a book this is obviously something that you're truly passionate about and even like you know sort of when you quote from it you can see it's like very much a lifestyle as opposed to like a thing that you're just doing so did you have book aspirations prior Love Island or prior the opportunity coming up how did it sort of come about um I, I have like a little black book that, you know, I, I journal in it, I guess. Like, I write lists. It's everything's in there. You might find a shopping list in there. you find a <laughs> list of goals. It's just, yeah, it's just a handy... I want to know what's in your shopping list. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> another discussion for another day. <laughs> From the but, random um, to the mundane. But, no, I... Um, and I wrote something down. Like, I write down long-term goals. Do you know what I mean? And one of the things I wrote down, and it was a while ago, way before I got accepted for Love Island and all of that, I was like, I want to um, create a service or a product that will help people feel better about themselves. And I want it to reach thousands and thousands of people. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I had no idea or anything along the line. I just wrote that there and left it there. Um, and after I came out of Love Island, I saw sort of the reception and it was a bit, like I said, it was um, a bit overwhelming at times, like it was a bit mad. But in my mind, I was like, okay, well, um, people have obviously taken to me, but how can I find a way to give something back that's of value, that I know is of value, and that can really help people um, in their lives? Do you know what I mean? I wanted to give people something that was about them and not necessarily about me. Uh, and the idea of the book came up Um, now initially when the idea of the book came up I was just like well no I I don't want to do a book like I'm not going to do a biography or whatever or biography like I don't have enough I haven't lived long enough to tell people about my (laughs) life like what am I you know I'm not that into myself but then the, the light bulb went off and I was like well hold on I can do something that's not necessarily about me but about giving back to people do you know what i mean and Mm. and helping people put a mirror back in front of themselves for them to see all of the amazingness the dopeness no no pun intended but the the great things that are what they look at in the mirror do you know what i mean we're always sold every single day we're sold what we're not we're sold on instagram 
the bodies or not, the cars we don't have, the clothes we don't have, the money we don't have. But, you know, I'm about trying to show people what they are and what they have and the dopeness and amazingness that lies within you being the only person that contains what you bring to the world. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, mm. it's, it's a real, 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 real power in that that I feel like people have lost sight of um, within this sort of safety in the herd mentality. So I just mm. want people to start getting back to that. And in the book, I mean, you, well, you've said that one of the reasons that you decided to write it was essentially because you were talking about how difficult it is for someone to love themselves in this social media era, which I think is something anybody can relate to. You don't have to have, you know, come out of the biggest reality TV show in the country and amassed millions of followers to know what that feels like. Um, but I just wanted to, you to kind of speak a little bit about social media in terms of like, when you say that it is difficult to love yourself in the social media era, I think we all kind of know how, but I'm interested in your kind of take on it, what we are essentially losing to social media and how, what tips you have, if any, to be able to navigate that space healthily. It's wild. Social media is a wild place. It's a toxic place. Um, it's a place that breeds uh, a lot of self-hate issues. It, it, it breeds a lot of um, unnecessary competition. Um, I think it, it makes you question everything about yourself. Do you know what I mean? But ultimately, my whole thought process around social media is, okay, in, in normal life, when we go out of the house, we, we try and present ourselves uh, in the best way we can. You know, we, we put on respectable clothes or whatever. We wear our cologne or perfume. Um, you know, you want to look nice. You, you yeah. want people to, to see you at your best. But social media is that on steroids because people have put on their best and then they've whacked filters over it. They've adjusted the picture three times. They've stood in certain angles. They've used um, this, that, and the other app to create a perfect picture. But with all of these things, all of these filters that have been put over it, that's not reality. Like, that's not attainable. The person who's posted it cannot attain that, obviously. Mm. Um, and it's just not reality. So now you have thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures of something that isn't reality that you're seeing and you're filtering through your mind every single day. Mm. So it doesn't even take someone who is is lost or um, da 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 or whatever to be fooled into thinking, wait, hold on, am I the only person that's not perfect? Mm. Why is every single why does it look like every guy has uh, stacks of cash? Um, and, and is able to just go and splurge and travel to Dubai every weekend? Why does it look like every girl travels around the, the world and is on the beach and on different corners of the earth every day and, and only eats at um, five-star restaurants? Am I the only one? Like, mm. you know, but none of it's real. Do you know what I'm saying? They show you what they want to show you. And then on top of that, they filter it, edit it. That, like... <laughs> It, it, you know, so people are now competing with an idea that they think is a norm that is just, it's warped everyone's perception and it's made people fall out of love with themselves. Do you feel me? Mm. So um, if I could give any s simple advice is to take a break from it, to take a break from it. You need to sometimes spend time with yourself, you know, 
when we're stuck on our phones on social media and, and Twitter and TikTok, whatever it might be, we're forcing ourselves into a room with thousands and thousands and thousands and millions of people we don't know. So even though you might be in a room alone with your phone, you're not alone. So because we're with our phones all the time, it, um, it doesn't give us alone time. It, isn't, it doesn't give us any me time, which is something we all need. How can you love yourself if you don't spend time with yourself? If you're in a relationship with someone else and that person never spent any time with you and they said they loved you, you'll be like, you're a liar. What are you talking about? Why don't you wow. ever spend time with me? Why don't you talk to me? Why don't you... Do you get what I'm Drag saying? Drag us. Yeah. I'm, I'm Drag us dragged the... right now. No, no, no. Wow. no, no, no. It's real. Real talk, man. But so, so we, we, don't, we don't spend time with ourselves. So if we don't spend time with ourselves, how can you love yourself? So take a break from it. Put the phone down. And be in your own presence for a while. Do you know what I mean? Don't allow media, music, what everyone and their mama is saying distract you from your own company. Mm. And then fall in love with that company right there and then everything else will slowly fall back into place. That's me clicking for those that can't. I'm clicking too, honestly. But one thing I wanted... What I wanted to say, though, I could not agree more like constantly on a digital detox it is absolutely horrendous and i think the point about being in a room with thousands of people you know their baggage their chakra like it's real like it's a really good point so in terms of like i mean i cannot even imagine the notifications like i can't imagine the wave of you know of just content of just conversations that are be like being had in your comment section all that kind of stuff how do you it is like do you engage do you read your comments do you like scroll twitter like that because i know obviously you know we can take breaks and stuff but i can't i mean i get anxiety even when i just have a handful of notifications so i'm just interested because i think a lot of people are interested in how people in the public eye actually deal with their social media some people have a team some people yeah. like reading their dms themselves i know that you don't read your dms which we'll get to later but yeah. i'm interested <laughs> in <laughs> A PSA for those that have tried to slide in. Slide in. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in, genuinely, if you see, especially when, you know, like, there are these, let's keep it real, like, there are these toxic blog accounts and sites that will not only, you know, be commenting stuff, but will be putting your face on it and, and tagging you and people will be tagging you and expecting you to respond and, and engage with that. So how good are you at just genuinely ignoring it? Or do you ever find yourself... You know, I know people that type their names in and they're like, what's being said about me? Do you ever find yourself falling into that trap? From time, very rarely. But I have mm. done it before. Uh, and I think more so when I first came out because I was just, you know, it, I was just getting hit with so much. But like, I, I don't, I, I, well, might not like it, but I mute all of those sort of um, blogger accounts. I don't, mm. they don't come up on my feed. So a lot of the stuff, even if it comes out, I don't even know it's there. Um... And I don't Smart. generally go through the, the comment section. If I catch the ones that are just at the top, like I'll see it, cool. But it's something that, you know, I, I, it's too much information to take on. Us as humans, we're not supposed to take on that much information. Do you know what I mean? If you think about when we were first created, there wasn't all of this technology. So it's like, you know, beginning of time when we were probably living in, I don't know, small communities, what happened within that community was the information that you mostly took on. Mm. So if something bad happened, okay, you knew about it, but there wasn't an overload of 
every, all the bad stuff that's going on around the world, you being mm. overloaded with this information. Do you know what I'm saying? So me personally, like I don't go crazy with, with going into the comments. And it's not that I don't appreciate when people say nice things. Yes, yeah, it's, it's cool, you know. Um, but like I said, you, you can't get carried away with, with nice things um, just as much as, as you don't want to read into bad things. So I, I, I sort of, I keep a lot of it at a distance. Do you feel me? I keep a lot of it at a distance. Because your subconscious doesn't know what's, mm-hmm. you know, when you read stuff, if you read too much of it, your subconscious will take it on regardless. You might not think you're taking it or really deep in it, but your subconscious will take all of it on. So, um, yeah, I, I don't want to fall into that that trap. That's that's yeah, I'm, I'm good on it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I really, really love your relationship with your brother. Um, as I was reading the book and it kind of brought me to tears a little bit. Um, it was a little bit emotional. Um, I love how you speak about him and how, you know, he was like a guardian angel and everybody kind of like needs that person they can turn to. Um, and, you know, even the conversations, that you, you the stuff you were writing about, the comparison bet- between you and your brother growing up. Um, I guess just touching on both points that, you've, that we've spoken about around like comparison and the need to always like I guess everybody needs that person how important has you know relationships been um and cultivating good and positive relationship been um through like through your life um because I really love how you speak about it in this book relationships have have helped me grow tremendously do you know what I mean uh I, I wouldn't be the the person I am today without obviously influences from um, ex- external people that are close to me. You know, yeah. as much as I say that it's it's extremely important to follow your heart and and to follow your own intuition and your internal compass, um, you do need people around you to bounce ideas off of. You need different perspectives because when you hear different perspectives going through life, there's stuff that will your your uh, inner compass, your intuition, who you are, will naturally agree with. So mm-hmm. you can take stuff from these relationships and you can grow from these relationships but that's why it's so important to have possible um, positive relationships around you those toxic friends that are always negative always um pessimistic like you, you really want to be careful with who you surround yourself with do you know what i mean if you show me who your friends are i'll tell you who you are do you, Word. Do you Word. get it it's true so so very, very it, true. It, it's you have to protect your your mind protect your energy guard 
guard your energy and, and uh, just be careful of who you surround yourself with. They'll either elevate you or, or, or um, drag you down. So, hmm. yeah. And I think about like another thing that when Elizabeth was speaking about your relationship with your brother, which you talk about so beautifully, I think it's interesting how like you are obviously somebody that's comfortable with expressing not just emotions, but feelings and like love for people like you're not uncomfortable with expressing yourself in that in that mm. way it's fascinating that you expressing sadness over um somebody like a friend of yours leaving the villa well it you mm. know it created some wave of support and just um, amazing response because it's something we see so rarely and it's you know it's like you know obviously you were fantastic in the villa but it's like the bar is so low that like someone is upset uh, about something so natural and it's like oh my god wow <laughs> this man isn't an, an axe wielding murderer this is fantastic uh, but it's like come on we should we should we should it should be normalized right it, it so, is normal it should be yeah exactly and i feel like when did i just was interested in like you know again have you always been confident and comfortable expressing yourself in that way and just being real about how you feel about stuff especially when there is such pressure on men and specifically black men to not be yeah. emotional in any way um i just the like I said, like just with life experience, you know, I've I've dealt with loss. Do you know what I mean? I've dealt with um, heartbreak. I've dealt with these real circumstances that hurt all of us. Everyone hurts. Do you feel me? Um, when we're all kids and and we're all toddlers or whatever, when we all fall down, we cry. There's not. There's, <laughs> You know, maybe there is some youths out there that they don't cry, but everyone, when you fall and bang your knee when you're a kid, yeah, you cried. All the bad men with gold teeth everywhere, they cried too. <laughs> everyone, everyone cried. Do you know what I'm saying? But all of a sudden now, because you've reached a certain age, you cut off a whole half of you, which is your emotional side, and you detach yourself from that. Well, if you're not able to get access to half of who you are, which is, you know... I, I call it sort of your emotional um, emotional side. That that means that you you can't fully be appreciating who you are, and it'll make you half the person, half the man. Do you understand what I'm saying? So um, that disconnect with yourself it, it it really hurts, especially us men, because now it doesn't allow us to communicate. That's why a lot of us have problems communicating issues, especially when it comes to um, things that hurt us or when we feel vulnerable like we don't know how to communicate it to our our partners to our ladies we don't know how to communicate it to our group of friends without feeling like okay we're less of a man well no that's that's part of it too that's part of it and being able to tackle those issues that's part of your life too mm. you know um so yeah man i i think as I, as i've grown up i've realized more and more uh the necessity to be able to communicate um, your hurts and, and, and your pain because at the end of the day if you don't deal with it uh, the pain's going to be there you know and it's going to fester and it's going to um, become infected and it's going to affect other parts of your life do you know what yeah. I mean um, and it's going to start to manifest itself in different ways which they, it comes out in, in uh, bad temper anger this that and the other when mm. really uh, it's because you're hurt man you're hurting but you got to deal with it yeah um, I am a big Arsenal fan, oh, and like, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and 
um, I used to be a junior gunner. Like I used to be obsessed. Oh, yeah. so you you a cold cold? Yeah, I had like all of that sort of stuff. Um, and you list like Thierry Henry, who's like oh my idol, and um, Ian Wright is like your role models. But what I find interesting is when you said like you know it's important to be inspired by, but not empowered by people who you find dope. Um, what is the difference between those two? I think when you're empowered by by people, you're you're resting on someone else's exact um, experiences. You know what I mean? And you almost take their way and their path as as written word. You take that as 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 gold. Do you know what I mean? And you almost can fall into a trap of saying, "Okay, well, this is how this person's done it, so you want to try things that exact way." Well, hold on, that path worked for them. Do you know what I mean? That person is very different from you. You can be inspired by their path um, and you can take things from how they've dealt with situations, but don't draw power from that exact path and the exact way that they've done things and take that on yourself. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because if you try things the exact way anyone else has done it, I guarantee you the results won't be the exact same. Yeah. You could literally do... I guarantee you if I did the exact same amount of singer lessons that Beyonce did, or <laughs> I rapped the exact same way that Jay-Z rapped, and, mm. and I lived the same sort of life, I, I wouldn't have the same, it won't manifest itself in the same way. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. in order to find our own greatness and to um, really just walk our paths, we need to be inspired by other people's paths. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like, yeah, that's that's just my my, my take on it. Because yeah. I felt like I did that, and and at certain points, uh, like you get to a point where you don't really know it, but you're you're almost start idolizing people, and you know, yeah. um, and that's when I don't feel like you're giving yourself enough credit as a person. It's like, yeah, that person's dope, but I do this well, mm-hmm. and I do this well, so you know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think one of the really great things about your book is the fact that you know, you're clear about the fact that this isn't just for men, despite you being a man, you're speaking to all of us, you're engaging with all of us. And I think when you sort of speak about Instagram and comparison, that's something that everybody deals with in different ways. But when it comes to the physicality and appearances and stuff, that's something that I think we can probably all agree, women really kind of often struggle with specifically. Now, how do I word this? I think objectively, it's fair to say, no, no objectification in this. You are, you are a good-looking guy. That's just, that's just a fair point, right? Facts. <laughs> and I think <laughs> it's just facts. I think scientifically speaking, it's fair to say, right? And I think that, <laughs> and I think that it's like <laughs> I'm literally just, it's the elephant in the room in this whole conversation, right? I feel like you. What I think surprised people about you on a show like Love Island is that it's a very looks focused show and you Mm. then showed yourself to be very deep I think even in this conversation like you know you're clearly a very deep person now the thing for a lot of women is I think a lot of us can feel like it it, it, even if we are deep even if we are you know there is more to us we live in a world and a society that places value and prioritizes women's appearances in terms of their value in society in a way that often can make women feel that it almost doesn't matter what is going on on the inside. And that's a very basic way of seeing it. But you get what I mean. Like with Mm -hmm. men, it's often how much money do you have? With women, it's often what do you look like? So I guess Mm. what 
when it comes to women and it comes to them having to divest from the idea that the their looks are the most important thing and that they shouldn't filter and all that kind of stuff how i suppose how what tips do you have in terms of doing that because i feel like for a lot of women it's deeper than even just vanity it's often but the world is telling me that's where my value lies how do you divest from that idea because i think for guys it's still difficult but might be slightly easier if that makes sense than it can mm -hmm. be for women because you know when you look at films for instance you get the funny guy with the stunning beautiful lead but it's very rare that you'll see like the funny woman with the really handsome guy in the film does that mm -hmm. does that make sense to you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's something that is is definitely a big, big issue for all of us. But mm -hmm. uh, I'll be lying if I if I said it it wasn't sort of probably a bit more prominent amongst ladies. Um, my whole thing is when you fall into these traps of comparing yourself, altering yourself because of um, trying to keep up to this. Uh, standard that everyone else has set what's what's the end goal do you know what I'm saying what's the end goal I like to think that the end goal for all of us is to be happy do you know what I mean um, you know for people who want to find someone which I think is most of us we want people to love us accept us um, wholly for who we are that's how we're going to feel fulfilled um, I feel like now, when you fall into a trap of changing yourself for others, you will never feel fulfilled. It will always feel like you have to do a little bit more. It's never quite good enough. It's always a short-term gratification. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, the more you're able to sort of take yourself out of that realm, and that's why I say it's so important to take a break from that social media, it, it, it is, I can't stress how important it is to de take a social media detox, you know, because what you feed your eyes and your ears, that's what's inside your spirit. So the more you're able to take yourself out of that realm and really realize that your value does lie in other areas mm -hmm. and start to really appreciate everything you bring to the table, you will never... you it will be mad to you to settle for less for someone who, who, who only values you on, on a physical level. Because mm -hmm. to you, it's like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. It's like you bring in a full bag. It's like you walking around with millions and millions in your backpack. But if you don't take time to count how much you actually bring to the table, then you could go to a table, a, 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 a poker table, and you don't really have an idea. You're like, well... Um, a face value. I've looked at. I've looked at the bag, so it looks like I've got a lot. So mm. so cool. Like so, you sit down a little bit confident, but you count exactly how much you have, and you know that maybe it, it's more than it actually looks. Because if you've mm. looked at a million pounds in cash, it don't look like it's. At, you know, it, it's not like what you probably have in your mind. But you count that and know how much you have, and how much you're really bringing to the table. You can never settle for less. You could never. Mm. You couldn't. You couldn't. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's because we don't spend time to count the blessings that we are. We don't spend time to count how much and how, how great we are internally. Um, and we don't spend enough time in that place of ourselves. So it's very hard to truly understand your value. You really need to understand your value and spend time alone to get to a place where it's like, all right, well, hold on. 
I don't care what all you lot got going on. I know, I know how much I got in the bag. Mm. Regardless of what <laughs> your one looks like, I know, I know the value of, of my thing. You feel me? So absolutely, hundred um, yeah, percent. It's, it's, but it is, it, it's not easy. It's not easy, and that's why you need to surround yourself with friends that are like-minded or, or or want to grow or are in that um, in that frame of mind where they're saying like, all right, like let's help each other in this sense. Mm, mm. Let's be a rock for each other to bounce off. I'm gonna have a bad day. Someone else in your group, in your close unit, needs to pick you up, and vice versa. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and and yeah, man, uh, we can get there. I feel like we can get there. It'll start small, but hopefully, more and more people start taking mm. the stuff on board, man. The Nigerian man really jumped out, jumped out with the backpack analogy. <laughs> That's how my dad yeah. talks. Like <laughs> those proverbs and like fables. Yeah, loving it, man. No, it's true. It's it's, it's just yeah. I think it's, it's true. true anyway. I know it is definitely true. Um, and yeah, I think like, no, that that's fully real. And like, I often say that like, you know, looks are definitely like, they're just a, they're a biological accident. Like they don't have yeah. any bearing on somebody's morality, on anybody's value. Like I, I always see, I always say that, this is why when I'm saying it, it's it's an objective thing. To me, attractiveness is very much like height. It's very much like, if you say, oh, someone's tall, someone's short, it's not necessarily a compliment at times. It's no. very much just, people look how they look right so i'm again i'm interested in how you know especially again going on a show where like appearance it was like a big thing on love island and stuff and obviously you know (laughs) as i said like you know people definitely like comment on the way you look how again when i sort of spoke about the idea of having to remain humble of having to not let things go to your head um have you always been somebody that's just been like you know what It, it is what it is this is just an outer shell. I'm not really too pressed about what people think about it. Or have you had your moments, at least when you were a teenager, like where you were just like, you know what, like, gal not too close. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm diving out here, like, you know, lo- like lapping it up. Like, has it been a journey basically to learn that? Because in my mind, I'm like, we all get old. So no one's looking like this forever. But it's yeah, hard. Yeah. It's not It's not easy to maintain that. You know what I mean? Well, that mindset. I grew up, like, when I was younger, um, two things, like, Black black guys weren't cool. Like it wasn't it wasn't fashionable to be with a black guy. One interesting. And two, um, to be an African wasn't the cool thing. Now it's a that very di- it's a very different it's a very different world we live in now. Where oh now everyone wants to rep out the Nigerian flag. Everyone's repping off guard. <laughs> yeah, everyone's, yeah, everyone's repping now. But when we were young, yeah. it was like me, one of my brethrens, and then everyone else in our group. Was, they were all Caribbean. So it was two of us that were, you know, they'd always throw the little African shade jokes and ah, ah, ah cool. You know, so, um, like, I don't know. I've, I've been in a place where, okay, everyone ain't, ain't feeling your sauce. But, again, it's one of those things, and I think you touched on it. I've just always felt like, all right, yeah, well, your looks, I didn't work for it. Do you know what I mean? This isn't something that I, I've gone out and sweated for and da da da. And I and I generally think like, you know, if if you're an extremely attractive person, oh great. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Um, you know, thank thank God, thank the lucky stars and, and sort of keep it moving, but don't move and don't treat people like that's something you've worked for or mm-hmm. something you've earned. Do you know what I mean? It's a blessing and it's a gift. So, you know, we all need to be appreciative of gifts. 
when it's something that we haven't worked for. Okay, mm. if you worked your butt off for something and da da da, you know, walk with a little bit of pep in your step, that's an achievement, <laughs> great. But it's not something you worked for and, and you know, it was just, uh, yeah, just sort of, you know, it just happened, man. Like, yeah. So, so just be humble, man, remain, remain humble. Thank you so much. Um, I had one quick question before you hit go. It, How? <laughs> oh gosh, I'm so embarrassing. But I love the layout of the book. I think it's super dope. I love the fact that you can write in it. Um, was that? How did you find the writing process and pulling it together? Um, and was that quite intentional that you wanted people to kind of like? Cause it's colorful. There's just so much in there. Uh, I wanted it to be something that was almost like a conversation um, with, with the readers, you know? Uh, I really felt like there's a lot of stuff that, and issues in the book that we all go through, but we're not always comfortable talking to our friends about it or talking to our family members or talking to our partner about it or whatever. So I wanted them to feel like they could almost have a conversation with me in a sense. Um, and they could really always revert back to their own life and always apply these situations and little stories and think about situations that are similar in their life. And that's why I wanted it to be something that people could write in because, you know, I didn't want it to be uh, OV, OV, me, 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 me. Like, no, I wanted to use little short stories from my life, but then for the reader to always be able to say, well, actually I've been through something similar to that. And then to just look at how I've navigated through it and see what they can take from it. And some stuff they'll be able to take and some stuff they, they might not uh, feel like, all right, well, no, that's not really good for me. Fine. Mm. But you can create something that works for you, you know, as you go through the book, as you work through the book. And you can always just sort of um, refer back to it uh, when you need to. So Amazing. Uh, amazing. And oh gosh, we're running out of time. So I just need to ask this because I know that we'll be dragged if we do not at least attempt to touch on this. Because I know there's a section in the book called Love Tips. And, you know, we're interested in why you feel, I think <laughs> any of us that are in the jungle can answer it for ourselves, but why you feel that people need love tips these days. Like, what are your thoughts in terms of modern dating? Why do you think that we need guidance, essentially? Because we, we all need, we all need uh, guidance. We all need help um, yes. at the end of the day to be loved and to be completely accepted for, for you uh, it's something that every single human craves. Every single human. Whether you're... Um, however people try and package their lives, it's, it's, it comes down to acceptance, you know. Mm. Um, the people who are popping bottles in the club, okay, why are you popping bottles? Because you want to be accepted by whoever you're trying to attract to your section. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, when you go out and you dress to the nines, well... You're most comfortable in your pajamas, but you know you don't go out like that because it's it's this idea of um, acceptance, and I feel like now in especially with social media and the pressures that it puts on relationships these days, also um, you know for people to sort of just get a couple helping tips and realize some places that I feel like can help everyone, especially in areas where I've messed up in the past. And I've learned from, I think it's just necessary and it can, mm. you know, hopefully help all of us um, locate that special somebody. So 
Yeah. Oh, I like that. Locate that special somebody. Honestly, Ooh. very positive outlook, optimistic endpoint. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Thank um, you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Obi. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure. Ladies, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed Likewise, it. Nice man. Thank you. And your book is excellent. And we hope that every last one of you guys will read it and learn from it and yeah. grow from it. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.